Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the new Nasty Boys. I'm your co-host this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever the Fuck you decide to listen to this, Billy DeVore. And sitting across from me, as always, is... What's up, y'all? It's Lee Michael Kimbrell. Damn, this does sound good. It sounds way better. Oh, anyway, we'll get to that. But how are you guys doing out there, nasty boys and girls across the whole wide world? They're good! They're so good! Oh, man, they're fucking really good. I'm feeling good with this new setup that Bill hooked it up with. Yeah, I went out and picked up the Podcast P4 from Zoom. They are not sponsoring this. Totally fine, but it is a fucking game changer. Yeah, man, it sounds really good. We got headphones on. It's legit. We got headphones on. We're still on the couch, though. We do have the TV on MLB Network, just because hoping that some news will change. But it's it's been a, an interesting day in 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 the Major League Baseball. Emporium 2.0, still holding it down, baby. That's right. That's exactly what we're doing. I, th- what would you bet that someone would actually sponsor this show? What were the odds be? Um, pretty good. We've gone in and out of several sponsors throughout. We've, uh, you know, throughout the duration of us turning out this nasty little pod. I'd say that the odds would be pretty good, man. I'd say so too. Did I'd put good money on it. I would put. I wish there was a place. I'd even log on to the internet and do it. Wow. There's a place. There is. Yeah. Bet online. Oh, yeah. Football is in full effect, <laughs> and the NBA is back. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at. Bet online. Bet online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet online today and use the promo code Armchair, Armchair. to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet online, your online sportsbook expert. I hate wearing headphones because I get to hear my voice. I know. I was just thinking the same thing. Do I really <gasps> sound that much of like a fucking stoner caveman? You see, you don't. But do I sound that much like a whiny, nasally piece of shit? <laughs> yeah, dude. These headphones are really bringing it in. This is bruising my ego. Yeah, I sound like a, a caveman from. Tennessee. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm just looking to, you know, just surf on Lake Norris, you know, no big deal. Not much, dude. Just fucking throw me up a wake behind that boat. <laughs> God, how good does that sound? A little lake day? Oh, God, that sounds good. Lake day sounds really good, man. I haven't had a lake day in a hot mid- Oh, you know what? In an in an Indian summer. In an Indian in a Native American summer. Sorry, but. that's right. We well, we can't fix all the things yet. Yeah, yeah. We got it slowly but surely. We're getting there. It just hasn't happened yet. Learning process, dude. That's in- right. Indian summer still works. Indian summer's great. What what is it? A fortnight? Is that another thing? Yeah, a fortnight is uh a fortnight. I don't know what it is, but then uh what did Lincoln say? Four score and seven days ago, or seven years ago. Yeah. So, so I can't remember what four score is. Isn't like, four score, that'd be four decades? 
A score is a decade? What is it? Scores are 20 years. Okay, so four score, 80 yeah. and seven years ago. Okay. Four score and seven years. I guess he's, he wasn't British. No, he sounded more like just like an old anemic ghost. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln wasn't British. He was gay. <laughs> Same thing. Did you know that? And a fortnight is two weeks. Oh my God! First lady coming through with the with the with the language interpretation from downstairs. Coming through the floorboards. There it is, man. That Fortnite, do you yeah. think they called it f- the video game Fortnite because kids will play it for two <laughs> weeks in a row <laughs> without what? eating or drinking water? You need to tweet that. Do only. I feel like I either tweeted it or said it at the Hub open mic one time. Really? Yeah. At one point in time, my brain did know what that a Fortnite was two weeks. Because I have had that thought. That didn't just come out of nowhere. Oh, you've had that in the dome. I either tweeted it or said it at the hub. I honestly can't remember. Now, when you said it at the hub, was the reaction like this? It, it sounded like that, except it was just maybe two people clapping and John Holmes going. <laughs> <laughs> but you felt like this. Yeah, I did. And guys, if you can't tell already... <laughs> I have a soundboard. Billy has a soundboard. <laughs> this is a problem. And it, No, it's not a problem. I think it's really going to enhance things. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is for sure going to enhance them a lot. Sorry, just got some, some work DMs because uh, we launched something today that I'm very proud of that we'll get to later. That, dude, it's a very cool... Can I just say shirt? I mean, you it's can Cincy say shirts. shirts. <laughs> you can say shirt. Yeah. It's not on Cincy shirts. It's on intheclutch.com. Oh, yeah. There you go. I forgot that you guys are over here spanning the entire internet. We're trying to. We're trying to conquer every corner, one viral post at a time. Are your ears sweating? A little hot. Is that what this is what people do? You know what? I'm, I'm kind of, I'm oh, ah, nope. I got to put them back on. You got to lock it back in and hear it, man. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It does feel weird. Yeah. Like it almost, I don't know. It definitely feels more official. I like here, you know, now that I'm having more and more time to drone on into this microphone, I Mm -hmm. kind of do enjoy hearing our voices up close and personal. Yeah. It feels like you're just whispering sweet nothings into my ear. It's nice. Yeah. It kind of tickles my eardrum. But yeah, we got got ourselves a couple ear masks. Ear (laughs) masks. You know what's crazy is I have to wear these. I had to wear these ear masks into Guitar Center to keep everybody safe. Oh yeah, yeah. I believe that you shredded too hard. Yeah, dude, too hard. Well, shredded it would be my pants because I farted and I sharded. Dude, I've been juicing. <sighs> yeah, I've been juicing, and my God, just the hell that is being unleashed from my bowels. So when did you start juicing? So you're going, okay, also you are not drinking. January 1. Well, we can talk about that a little later on. I had a, I don't know, just like everybody has been, I had a real just tough one today. Oh, yeah. And I fucking cracked. Uh, I cracked. So I made it, you know, almost a week. We'll get to that. So you're juicing. So I'm juicing, but I am juicing. It's not like I went and got like sloshed, but I went and got my (laughs) normal... You know, two tall boy white claws, you know, daddy. Yeah, 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 and yeah. Just Black cherry. Guzzled those down, man. If I can find a tall boy ruby grapefruit, you best believe that's what I'm going for. Dude, if they made tall boy watermelon, it's over. Yeah, man. So you like the watermelon claw. I love the watermelon get, claws. Get on, get down, and do the watermelon claw. 
<laughs> I haven't heard that, but I love it. No. And I, if I drink enough of them, I will do a watermelon crawl. Oh, my God. A tall boy White Claw. That's a joke that I'm gonna that I'm working on if if comedy is ever a thing again. It's just like the idea that there was a story in my family that my great grandfather shot a man over a moonshine still, <laughs> and I have ruined my life on white, white claw, <laughs> fruit flavored seltzer water. Well, it's the trickle down effect, except it really has. It actually, yeah, it really truly trickles on down yeah. into your fucking belly. And makes you feel better for about 30 minutes at a time. And then you're sad for hours the next day. <laughs> yeah, You're I just know. so unbearably depressed. How crazy was our New Year's hangover? Good Lord. I think that, the, yeah, oh my God. No, it was crazy. That next day was just brutal. Because, like, we did damage. Yeah, I had a pulse, like, heartbeat headache mm-hmm. until I went to bed that night. On January 1st. Oh, man. Like, headache all day long. See, I don't get the headache. Oh, my God. I am exhausted. I sweat. Like, I'm just Oh, I would love to sweat it out, man. I get a wicked fucking headache. Wicked headache and, you know, just no appetite. But I'm sweating from every pore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there is no place on my body that does not have salt coming out of it. Full blown sodium soak. Dude. Oh God, dude! You could dry me off, wring it out, and then put it in like a dry cooler and take a shot and catch a buzz. Catch a buzz or shave it down. You've got MSG, dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> dude. Sprinkle that on your tater chips. Monosodium sodomy gluten Billy. Yeah, dude. You know that Sodom's in there. Sodom. Sodded. Sodded. Yeah. Monosodium <laughs> glutamines. <laughs> glutamines. But dude, yeah, I don't. So I don't get. I don't get the headache. I get. I. I just am tired. I can't eat. Can you eat? No. Me either. I. Th- I'm not much. I'm bad at eating anyway, especially when I'm, you know, in one of these states that we've been in for nine months. I'm not a good eater. Me either. I'm not a good eater. Like, and then when I do eat, it's just, you know, barely even food. Yeah, it's just something on the counter. Yeah, exactly. I am I'm that way alone cuz like, you know, I'm here all day click clacking around or if I'm driving around, I'll hit a Jimmy John's and get an unwitch. But like if I'm home and I know I'm clocking in for a while, it's like it'll be like 2 o'clock after I've been at it since like 8:30 or 9. I'm like, fuck. I need I need to eat something. Yeah. And then I'll just go on the counter, grab some like peanuts, any kind of nut. Beef jerky. Well, that ain't another bad. Lacroix. Yeah, it's that's a snack, not bad. Though. It's a snack. It's not substantial. No, but at least it's like a real whole food. Mm. I'm talking like that's true. Yeah, because I swore off fast food. Good call. And yeah, I cracked again today. I drank booze and <laughs> I ate a, a quarter pounder with cheese. Oh man, you're a real you're a real bottom right a now. A quarter pounder with cheese is just so good for the. Eight minutes that you're eating it, and oh. let's be let's be serious. Five minutes. Oh, for sure, just the five. All right, we are turning off Ken Burns baseball because I want to stay awake during this podcast. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Ken Burns, man, that man does it all. You want to learn about baseball or the Civil War? <laughs> he found a way to make baseball and the Civil War unbelievably boring. You think Ken Burns is boring? 
Yes. Oh, man. That voice lulls me to sleep. Yeah, but it's... And the zoom in on the pictures, it's almost like a nice, warm, weighted blanket for me. Ooh, a weighted blanket. Yeah. I I love a damn weighted blanket. Rather have Ken Burns. Yeah, dude. Playing in the background. Yeah, but no, we got on it. The juice, they're so good. A big juice in the morning. Okay, what are you putting in your juice? Kale, cukes, celery, ginger, apples... Throw but, a jalapeno in there. Ooh. Clear it right on out. Uh, lemon. That's and a good one. That's the green one. And then, you know, you got beets. Oh. Carrots. Oh. I hate. Red apple. Okay, I can live with that. Yeah. Pineapple is when you want a tasty little juicy. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I also will just, yeah, I don't know. They're really good. I just, I can't do carrots. It's just the consistency of the carrot. Not a carrot guy. Can't do it. No. But it's good that you're not doing like, you know, like a bunch of fruits because a lot of people don't realize that's just fucking sugar. It's just a glucose bomb. Yeah. <laughs> you're just putting yourself into a diabetic coma. Yeah, for sure. It, but it gets you up and going in the morning. But the but what you've got, the first one, sounds amazing. No, man. Yeah. No. Yeah. The, I love a good juice. But the gas that comes from it. Morgan will drink a juice and she'll hate me saying this. She listens to the pod. Lethal. Oh, I bet. Her butt is just <laughs> been lethal. Oh, I believe it. I love you, girl, but my God. <laughs> it's crazy. Oh, fuck yeah, because you're putting all that good superfood into you, and it's cleansing the coal hole. Yeah, that coal <laughs> hole in, dude. Just the you're hole in, over. man. Dude. But other than that, uh, no, I mean, just trying to eat healthier and get up and walk and move around, and I've been mm. doing my stretches. Big it a difference? Yeah. I mean, yeah, for sure. A little bit. Get your steps in and, and stretch as much as you can. Um, enough, did you have any resolutions? I mean, a lot of them, I mean, like last year was lose weight, right? Yeah. Did that. Year before, get off of cigarettes, record an album. I did that. Yeah. And then, like, every, every year has been, like, a comedy goal. Yeah. And I do it. And then, like, a health goal. I haven't, I still haven't set them yet. Because I'm, like, I know. unbearably still, like, lost. Yeah. And don't know what to do. So I'm, like, well, what, what goals do I even set? Like, I can't just set a goal of, like, make out with my friends at a bar again. Because I can't control that. Yeah, but yeah, because that's not possible. It's not a thing. You can go to a bar, but there's certainly it's no making the, out with. No, it's not the, It's not even close to the same. No. So it's just, like, what? I have been reading. That's good. Reading is good for the brain. I have been reading. Um, I finished Sam Town's book. So good. Running the Light. Oh, my God, dude. That book is really something. It, it had a couple effects on me. It made me miss comedy, but then it also, I mean, it w- it's about, it doesn't like highlight the the beautiful rock star life of comedy. No, the road is a brutal place. The road is a brutal place. And obviously the, the main character, Billy Ray Schaefer, is like, he had reached a pretty high level of fame and now he is in his demise. He right. is like on the back end of the mountain, you know. So it doesn't completely apply to me, but it is just such a such a good fucking book. I read it in four days. Wow. Started it Jan one, even with my pulsing fucking heartbeat headache, 
and just burned through it, man. That's good. Really good. So you felt accomplished when you finished. You're like, I accomplished my I goal. read a book. I read it. Yes, I exactly. did it. I don't know what it means. Words are tricky, but I did it. I want to read 20 books in 2021. You could do that. Uh, let's, uh, let's just say 21. 21. That makes more sense. For 2021. 20 and 2020 would have been good. Well, you've got but I literally didn't read one. Yeah. <laughs> so, so one off. We'll say 21 in 2021. That's Yeah, there you go. I also made a resolution that um, I wasn't going to storm the Capitol building. <laughs> so you I fucking I got that one. That's another one. Check it off the list. So far, so good. So far, so good. We only have 11 and a half more months. Yeah. 11 and two thirds months. Yeah. Until you can successfully say that you haven't stormed the Capitol. Here's okay. So you, okay, I do. I do have some goals. Like I need to. I need to have this on on here because this is what pushed me last year. Uh, reading's a good one. I do, I have too many books. I still need to read too. But I'm not gonna say that. I'm just gonna do that on my own and be like, okay, okay. you know, I've already started working on the Bond podcast. I have that. I have dates booked. I've watched movies. I have notes. It's going to happen. Yeah. So I'm going to say I want to finish those. I want to finish that this year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I mean, you were doing you were talking about comedy goals and everything with that being on the back burner. I mean, yeah, your new goal is that that should be and then continue to lose weight. I mean, the holiday season, I put on 15 pounds. No shit. Since my bottom was too. F- where was I? Two, f- two twenty two eighteen at one point. Yeah. Um. And you're I like got to 215. Sorry, I got to 215. And what are you like a scooch before under 240 I'm right 229. now? I'm 229. Yeah. So if I can get to 200 pounds, hell yeah. I just need to like, you know, I need to get in the routine of like waking up and then like doing push-ups and crunches. Doing just push-ups and crunches. Easy. And then it's also it's like, you know, with the work at home and then even when you're not working at home and you're out doing your runs, still sitting. I mean, that's. That's something that was so weird. I mean, you d- you just don't even think about all that kind of passive movement that you do when you're just moving around in like a free open world. True. And also it's fucking cold. Yo, it's so fucking Sweet cold. Sweet Cheeks and I would go on walks at least tw- two, three times a weekend. Yeah, and you can't even get, yeah. I'll go on like a big, you know, like power walk through a trail up at Eden Park or Mount Airy Forest or something. You can't mm-hmm. even sweat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in order for me to sweat, I've got to fucking get really, really drunk the night before. <laughs> pull a billy. Yeah. Well, I'm sweating now, but it's also fucking hot up here. It gets fuck. It gets really hot up here in the apex of the Devoraporium. Yeah, we're three stories up, and we're technically in an attic. Yeah. So, yeah, it's hot as fuck. It says it's 67 degrees downstairs, but I'm going to guess it's 73. I wonder what this place looked like at its most attic-y. Like before the skylights, before the wrought iron, you know, gate up there coming up the stairs. Probably just full of dolls. Yeah. Old dolls. Scary, scary dolls. <laughs> scary, scary dolls. Honestly, still getting used to this. This is still weird. I right? know. I f- it's like we're more connected and less connected. Right. It's just, it's bizarre. I'm just going to take one ear out. <laughs> Oh, no, okay, uh, that sucked me back in. A big, hearty Billy chortle, <laughs> chortle through the headphones is a wonderful thing to hear. And then another, what would another goal be? Uh, I mean, fuck, man. Yeah, I mean, just continue to lose weight, get back to what I want to, get get to 200 pounds, get 25 pounds lighter than when I started, like, my, then my 
my like senior year than when I graduated. How much were how? My peak I was two. I would like, I was like two. I would always float between between two fifteen and two twenty five, and then there was one point in my life where I weighed one sixty five. But that's because I wasn't eating. Yeah, that was like. I was like pack of cigarettes and a spoonful of peanut butter. Yeah, so like that's not healthy. Yeah, I'm not going back to that. No, that's not good. No one wants to see you walking around at 165. No, I did not look good. There are some like emaciated belly pics out there on the internet, and it looks like a fully different human being. <laughs> yeah, I had like st- like striking cheekbones. Yeah, I also had like a real proud boy vibe with the buzzed haircut. Yeah, that buzzed haircut with the little little spiky bangs coming up front. That was something. Yeah. That was bad. I mean, I do love a buzz cut. The Proud Boys can't take the buzz cut from us. No, but they're doing a really good job of it. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they are. The Proud Boys aren't taking the buzz cut. Well, they for sure have taken the kilt. Oh, yeah. They've That's... taken the kilt, but who wanted the fucking kilt? I don't know. Ask the Scots. They probably really liked it. And then it's like, and then we got these guys in black and yellow with their kilts going. Looking like they're getting ready to go to Heinz Field and just cheer on Ben in a live public sexual assault. No shit, man. Yeah, the kilt, that's such a weird thing for them to do. What is the ideal like idea behind it? They're like like the Braveheart guys? I guess that it's also so masculine. You know, like uh, like it's also it seems okay, here's where I'm at with it. If they saw someone else wearing a kilt, they would call them slurs for a gay person. Yeah. But then they're like, wait a minute, Mel Gibson, hero, he hates Jews. I could put that on. I hate Jews. <laughs> and yeah, I'm the exactly. toughest man in the world. Yeah, yeah. I wonder where they fall on the Harry Styles and address on Vogue argument. <laughs> oh, they are hard and hating it. Trying to take away masculinity, man. That's right. Did you see the thing with Harry Styles? Who he's dating? Oh, yeah. Olivia Wilde. Yeah. That's so good. Dude, I love I would watch. I would rob a fucking bank just to get the money to be able to watch them make mm. love. I don't think it's going to take much. Okay. Sorry, I didn't mean to poke your phone. I thought that was my phone. No, you're good. I it's saw it pop up. Nope, that's work. It's just still going. Steady flow, baby. That's right. The design chat never quits. Um also cuz I stoked the fires and Okay. So, um but yeah, I think that's a part of it. I think it's just they just see something like, you know, you like Braveheart's a great connection. You think of those warriors. How what what's his face? The guy that uh, Mel Gibson plays. What's his name in that? He's a uh, Scottish. He's a kid. He, he's fighting off. What is the English? It's I feel like it's a uh, like an alliteration. Like it's two names that start with the same thing. What's his? It's like Ryan Ryanson. Yeah. I mean, it's not that, but you know what I'm saying. You know what's really cool? The Google? Yeah. I yeah, Google that. it up, Braveheart. man. Braveheart. Braveheart real name. I'm going to be so mad when you say it. You're going to be fucking pissed. What is it? It's my first name. William? Yeah. Oh, there's another W in there. Yeah, William, not Watson. Oh. Not William Watson. You're close. William Wallace. There it is. William Wallace. William Wallace. William Wallace. I'm surprised they haven't gotten into the face paint yet either. Well, the fucking Viking dude wearing the kilt and the and the bearskin vest yesterday had the face paint on. He, d- he did. Do you know what his name is? What's his name? He goes around calling himself the QAnon Shaman. Very cool. Really cool. 
two completely different words right there hitting each other in the face. No shit. Shaman, someone who brings peace, inner reflection. Enlightenment. And then QAnon. Yeah. The the fucking mentally challenged step cousin of Quicken Books. <laughs> yeah. But they wouldn't know what a book is. Um, but do they? Okay, we've fallen into it. Yesterday was unbelievably bonkers. Yeah. Can you even... I we all were like, oh god, this is a good. I mean, we all talk like it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. They're gonna they're gonna do some shit. They're finally they're they're an angry mob. They've been boiling over. They're going to do something, and they went and fucking did it, dude. And everyone was shocked, but they've been saying it online in their cute little parlor parlor. It was the most surreal thing to watch on TV, and that's saying something out of the last year. It really was, and I was. I watched it all play out in the waiting area of a Midas. <laughs> I had to go get some new brakes put on Ronda the Honda, and I dropped her off, and then I just went and beat up the pavement for a while, and then yeah. came back just to sit and warm up a little bit, and it was on the TV, and it was really fucking something to watch, man. I was driving, doing, I was making my runs, and Sweet Cheeks called me, and she was like, what are you doing? I'm like, deliveries. And she's like, do you see what's happening? And I just was on, on the highway, and I pulled my phone out, put it on the, my AT&T Now app. Because sure as fuck, I'm not going to put it on 700 WLW Yeah. and hear Bill Cunningham say how they're great Americans or some fucking horse shit. Right. Uh, so I fucking turn my phone, and I just see it happening. And I am coming on to 471... And, like, I almost racked five times. Yeah, I know. It, it, it sucks so bad that they were there to, like, you know, stop the steal or whatever. Because the rhetoric from everybody for the last nine months, I mean, everybody thinks they're fucking hilarious getting on YouTube or Twitter and being like, you know what a $600 stimulus check will buy you? And it'll list all of, like, the... Guns. No, it'll list all of the ways to build a guillotine. Yeah. You know, people are like, we need to chop off our congresswoman's head. We need to chop off Mitch McConnell's head. We need to do all this stuff. And it's like the idea that people are upset because, like, they love this country and they love this government, that just seems a little bit false to me. Because it is. that's been the complete opposite rhetoric leading up to this. 100% you know? agreed. You know, like... It, the idea that they went there to, like, overthrow some corrupt government, I mean, everyone should be like, hell yeah to that. But the way, I mean, waving fucking Confederate flags and rummaging through, you know, people's desks looking for <laughs> these goddamn yeah. votes, it was just asinine and embarrassing, and it just makes our country look incredibly weak. So stupid. Yeah, it's a real bummer. And these people aren't fighting for our country. They're fighting for an idea of what they think the country is. And right. at that point, to those people, the election was stolen from Trump. Right. That's that's just what they think. So they're like, we're going to get our guy back. We're going to do and it. And then to hear him come back, I mean, not only did he like embolden them to do that, but then he, he just waited hours and hours and hours and hours and hours to come out with a statement. And then the statement didn't condemn it. You're special. You're, you're you're wonderful and you're special, special. or whatever he said. And when he called them special, dude. 
that's not what got me. <laughs> that was the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's the combo. You're wonderful, you're special, and I love you. Yeah. Are you, you are coddling your base. Yeah. You're saying this isn't the time, this isn't it. Well, first off, let's just break it down. He opened strong. We all know this election was stolen from us. We know there was fraud. Just repeating the shit that got the people all fucking riled, riled up, up anyway. to march down the street. Yeah. And then you go from that to like... Because I didn't... I When it was all unfolding, I hadn't realized that they had all literally come from a Trump like speech. Yeah. And down the street. And he, he literally said, we're going to go down to the Capitol building. Yeah. And then he did. And then they fucking did. And they've been gearing up for this. Yeah. They've been gearing up for this event. So when you have it and the, the top's going to pop off, and then you have Rudy being pranked by Borat Giuliani up there saying we need trials by combat. Yeah. And then you watch people. There was, a, like, there was something on uh, one of the news outlets where a guy was like, Hell yeah, I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for trials by combat. Let's do it. Let's let's march. Yeah. And he's wearing a fucking Make America Great Again hat and a Pepe the Frog shirt. Yeah. There are so many of these people that are fighting for our country and democracy, who are white supremacists and seeing and uh, Nazis. They're straight up Nazis. Seeing a Confederate flag being waved around inside the Capitol building almost brought me to fucking tears, man. Me too. It almost brought me to tears. That flag didn't even fly on our Capitol building during the Civil War. No, you guys because, stayed neutral. Yeah. Be, well, no, no. I'm talking about not you guys. I mean, not Kentucky. Oh, I'm oh. talking about like, uh, you know, the Capitol building wasn't a part of the Confederacy. No, the Union. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah that, that was so fucking heartbreaking to see that symbol of. Hatred just being flapped around like that. It really just it really just kind of took the wind out of my sails. That was bad. Yeah. But I also couldn't believe that these people are fighting for American democracy, waving around their Trump flags. Yeah. Trump. No more bullshit with flags that are bought that are made in, in China and fucking China. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you can't just shit on the Chinese and then buy their shit. I know, man. It's, it baffles me. It blows my mind. That and then just seeing a guy with that Trump Rambo flag in the rotunda. Yeah, that see that one was what was so like when you see those, you wonder like like I know which one you're talking about. Like with it's the Trump, Brent Terhoon one. Yeah, Trump with like the he's got like a shredded, rippled body. It's literally yeah. Sylvester Stallone's body. Yeah, and then he's got the bandana yeah, on. Yeah, man. I don't know. It just barely even seemed real. Those two ideals, Rambo, like Rambo was screwed over by his generals and, and the American army being corrupt and fighting for the wrong reasons. And Rambo took those guys out one by one because he loved his country so much. Right. And then you get Trump, who is a narcissistic egomaniac who is only looking out for himself. Yeah, trust fund, baby. You can't, putting those two together and then flying it next to a statue of Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Come the fuck on. I know, man. I know. I I honestly, this is the one time where I'm like, okay, cancel culture, do your work. Because now they're like, instead of going after like Jimmy Kimmel for wearing blackface on the man show 15 fucking years ago, 
They're going after these guys. They're IDing them and finding out where they work and posting it on the internet. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's, that's what you're supposed to yeah, do. Yeah, I mean, no, dox those dudes. Dox the guys who literally committed treason against our country. 100%. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And on top of that, too, man, the fact that you had cops opening up barriers and letting people in. Yeah. Taking selfies. Do you know what... You know what the, the <laughs> Pardo pointed out when they had a rally for uh, for start the vote or make the whatever vote for Medicaid for all. They had 40 protesters there and they had 50 cops show up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Capitol Police, some of them just o- literally opened up the gates. Yeah. It was hard to see. It was unbelievably hard to see. Yeah. I, got, I mean, I just I got nothing to add uh, to it. It was it was the, just a horrendous thing to witness. You no, know, it was the worst thing to witness on top of the fact that like we both were fairly active this summer. Yeah. With with the with, you know, marching a couple times with BLM, going to a few events and being like, Okay, we did our part, we did it, our voices have been heard and we did the thing and there were cops. We watched them stand there in front of City Hall here in, in since downtown Cincinnati laughing. Yeah. Thinking this is a good fucking time. This is bullshit. This is just gonna end. But then you get a, an actual angry mob. Yeah, a literal angry, angry, violent mob. With one of them going in there with a full fucking tactical vest and zip ties to take hostages. Yeah. And they were led in the building. I know. What I do you know. even say? Like, how do you repair this? Where do you go from here? I don't... See, that's what's scary. That's why, you know, I'm left kind of speechless on it, is it's like... I just... I don't, I don't, I just don't have an answer. And I don't have an answer because you look at the, you know, the, the, the governing body of the United States and they certainly don't have an answer. So why are we supposed to come up with one? Well, you know, like how could, how could we possibly have an idea about it? Like the idea that the government has our best interests in mind it's just never been more apparent that that is not the case. Yeah. You know? I don't know if I 100% blame the entire government. It, I mean, how could you not, Bill? I, I blame the systematic racism that's been in this country forever. Yeah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Yes, that's but yeah, been and, there. And, and, and that the, is perpetrated by our government. Oh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. I don't know if you blame, you can't blame, you can't blame everybody, but you can blame the people that have propped this, this, this up to let this happen to get to this boiling point. Yeah, I understand. But like, even then, I mean, there's a a handful of vocal voices in our government that give a shit. Yeah. But other than that, it's just everybody towing their party line, keeping their interest in mind. I mean, look at it. I mean, you look where we are right now. Yeah. Maybe, honestly, this is going to sound... It's not good versus evil. It is a giant evil entity that has gotten too big for its own fucking britches, and now it's all coming to a head right now. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's an oligarch ran by, by corporations and, yeah, and big money. We exactly. know that. And our government, as a whole, Keeps allowed that to happen. Right. They let democracy it's be undermined bad, by it's money. It's not bad guys versus good guys. It's no. not that. It's not some super virtuous, we care about you, 
dude in a blue tie going against the red-eyed devil in a red tie. Right. They are the same fucking people. Oh, yeah. They're the same people. So, like, it is our government as a whole that is broken right now. That has gotten it to this point. And, I mean, and it's like where we, the, the Constitution itself was an absolutely incredible document that was drafted in the 1700s. And that's what we're still ruling our land. You know, that's what the rule of the land is. Right. That's broken. That is that is broken. And you have enough, you have people who are originalists who think you still have to follow this to the T. Exactly. And I mean, people get so upset. It's like, oh, well, it's not that easy to amend the Constitution. It kind of is. Yeah. It, there's been like 28 <laughs> amendments. It. Right. But, but when the votes come, it gets so tied up in Congress be, at, at just just no. because people are worried about their own party and not the people that they're governing. Of course. It's so easy to do, but it takes hard work to do it. And a lot of people don't want to put it in and put in that sacrifice because they don't want to lose. But even they then, don't lose but their even then from... the hard work that you're talking about is just another byproduct of the broken system. It shouldn't be such hard work. And no. obviously, we're two dudes talking on a couch. They're talking <laughs> about govern- governing nearly 400 million people. That's a different ball game. It does take time. Oh, you brought it back to baseball. Yeah. But the, <laughs> but the idea that like laws and bills need to be drafted that are 400 pages long, five, 600 pages long, that have all of these different ulterior motives snuck into them, I just I just don't I just don't believe that the yeah. the people right now who are running the country uh I just you you would really have to do a hard job convincing me that they give a fuck about us. Sure. Now let's say this. This has happened. You can't you you can't go back and you can't get into the DeLorean and make it not happen. There is a massive gash in this country. It's Trump. No, uh <laughs> there's a massive wound going on. We have a we are bleeding out. Do you think this is that moment where everyone's like, "Wow, this could actually happen"? The last time, the this is like this is the last time that people stormed the Capitol and took it were the British in the in eighteen twenty four thirty four. Do you think this is a turning point where they're like, "Fuck, we we really do need to actually come together and do something"? Could this be that? I do think if we are or, trying to find which we have just. The year 2020 and the first week of 2021 has just been grasping at straws, trying to find a silver lining. Right. And that's what we have done on this podcast. <laughs> trying to, right? Always. Most of a, most every episode is just us up here, whether it's for the listeners or for ourselves, trying to be like, but how is it not the worst thing in the world? And going off of what you just said, I do think that... The term moderate Trump supporter. That's not a thing. Not anymore. Right. It was. Your mm-hmm. parents are moderate Trump supporters. Yeah. I don't I don't know what they would say after this. I would imagine that Bill DeVore is pretty appalled by it. I sure would hope so. I would imagine that the you know, the the dads and uncles out there who voted Trump would look at this and be like, okay, wow. I mean, and you know, you're talking about proud people who would be like, it, it, it takes a lot to like swallow your pride like that, but no one 
can look at what just happened yesterday and be like, oh, well, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody. You know? No one. No. No one. And I do believe that it's, I do, I just have to believe it's a minority. 78 million people voted for Trump this last election. I can't believe that 78 million out of those 78 million look at what happened yesterday at the Capitol building and were like, hell yeah. I think no. it's, it's, it makes our country look weak from the outside. I mean, we have done our fair share of looting and pillaging since we have become a nation. Of course. And we have created a lot of enemies. Right. And we have never looked weaker as a country than we do right now. No. We have never looked worse as a country as we do right now. No. So, you know, you talk about, like, addicts talk about hitting a rock bottom. People in recovery talk about hitting a rock bottom. This feels a whole lot like a rock bottom. Yeah. It really does. And we've been saying that. We've said it like a hundred times throughout the Trump administration. Uh-huh. But this really fucking feels like it. On I mean, we're, we're about to, you know, and we're execute the 25th Amendment and kick this dude out two weeks before he's done. Right. And on top of that, he will be the first president to ever be impeached twice. twice. Two fucking he, times. Jesus. And then he's already asked Pence, like, hey, or he's already been planning to pardon himself. Which is also insane. I know. And we've gotten here, and 70 million people are like, yeah, but the economy. Yeah. That's literally what they said. But the economy. And that's not, that's not true, though. Yeah. With everyone else still struggling through this thing. Yeah, I know. It, it's un- unbelievable. And, it's, and you're right. I, I think that there's got to be you know, 70 million people out there who are like, what the fuck did I just do? Yeah. This isn't the party of Reagan anymore. No, it's not. Which, he was a monster in his own regard, but he wasn't an upfront, out-in-the-public, blaring monster. He was he was a monster without Twitter. Right, and he was sneaky, and then he got out Alzheimer's, and then Nancy took over. Yeah. But he was quiet about it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it was before Twitter, it was before the Me Too movement, because, you know, he was like a... He, uh, he liked to put himself on women. Yeah. Like, a lot. Oh, yeah. See, that's another thing is it's like these fucking fools who went and did this. All they did was shine the biggest spotlight on the most grotesque parts of what they wanted to achieve and took the spotlight off of the most grotesque parts that they were barking out against. I mean, Nancy Pelosi, now she looks like she's a fucking... She's got like a savior complex. Oh, she's still the worst. She's a fucking devil. Yeah, so is Chuck Schumer. You know, uh, that that's what I'm saying. Right. It's like it, the whole thing is so ugly, but now because of what has happened, those ugly parts on the other side of the aisle, the the heat has been taken off of them. Right. You're 100% correct. You know what I'm saying? Also, it's a chance for the Republican Party to rebound and, and come back together. Lindsey Graham... Looked like a stable human being. Well, Lindsey Graham, Lady G, denounced Trump in 2016. I had forgotten about that until I was reading some yesterday. Yeah, and he came out and was like, "If we in 2016, if we elect Trump, we are going to crumble and we will deserve it." Yep, that was his quote. Lindsey fucking Graham, and then hopped on his team. I know. Followed him because he's like because of that grotesque 
save your party idea that our country, uh, not country, that our, go- well, country now, but that our government is based off of. Right. Toe the party line, baby. Yep, and that's what he did. He's like, he was like, I, I was with him because he was with my party and I followed along and now time's up too much. It's just power. It, of course it, it is. It's just power corrupts all. The need for power from everyone who holds a position in government, for the most part. I mean, you look around, there are some really um, seem to be stable, seem to be righteous, seem to be thoughtful. I mean, you know, Warnock and Ossoff, they just, mm-hmm. the, the dudes down in Georgia. Yeah. You hear them talk and you're like, okay. But then you hear Ossoff on, on Axiom. He was, they were like, are you for Medicaid, Medicare for all? He's like, no. Yes. That's, you know, that's what I'm saying. So it's like, that's another scary thing to think is it's like you can be a righteous person with your heart in the right place. And then once you get thrown into the machine, you got to play the game if you want to stay there. Yeah. And you can play the game a little bit to try to push across some good, but you're still playing the game. Yep. And the game comes in the form of John Ossoff not being for a, you, you know, a universal health care. Right, which is something... And it's like, but you're our shining light, yeah? Come on, you're swaying the other side. Yeah, I know, man. You're knocking the balance of the force. Come on, dude. But here, yeah, so you've got that, and, you've, and you have a country that's been polled, and 78% of people are for... Universal health care. 78%. We are, to the core, a liberal country, but yet it somehow gets divided into two fucking things, abortion and guns. Well, that's the... That's the hot button. And that is super intentional. Of course. That is super intentional. Yeah. And that's not some wacky conspiracy theory shit. That is is completely intentional. We're not even... Keep them divided... Keep keep the people mad at each other so they won't direct the anger where it truly deserves to be directed, which is the United States government. government which is getting nothing done. On top of, we haven't even touched on this. Yesterday, we had the most COVID deaths ever. <laughs> yeah, we're back. <laughs> Hey, it's Stinky Toe Jam and the Fuck Boy. God damn, dude. But yeah, that it's just fucking insane. I know. So I know. And then it's like you you start thinking about this and just to slightly change the subject. Please do. It's not a cheery point. How do you come out of this? <laughs> and to do a comedy. <laughs> like, oh. I mean, after World War II, when everyone in the United States thought, and everyone in the world thought, oh, gee, boy, oh, golly, this might literally be the end of the world. Yeah. It's the last time, besides Cuban Missile Crisis, it's really the last time that everyone in America got completely rocked and thought, oh, man, there's a chance that this could all go away. Well, 9-11. Yeah, 9-11, but... But that was planned by the government. Yeah, yeah. no, but even then, like, after 9-11, the feeling of our country, you know, we had never been more united after 9-11. Yeah. Like, 9-11, 
led to more harmony and hugging your neighbor and getting along than, you know, anything's happened in the last 20 years. Yeah, Bush had the highest presidential approval rating of all time. Yes, absolutely. There were fucking hippies out in Colorado who were like, let's go kill brown people in the desert. (laughs) And that's fucked up. I mean, but but, but like we were, you know, we were at least united in some vision then. Right. But like after World War Two, when everyone's paradigm was completely shifted and you realized that, you know, this quote, America, the beautiful could not be that um, stand up comedy didn't even exist. No, it wasn't even a thing. Mm-mm. It wasn't until a decade and a half later where things were starting to cool down a little bit and we were 25, 30 years past the Great Depression and, a, and 15 years past World War II uh, and, you know, going into the hippy-dippy 60s right. where people could like loosen up and comedy was born in the Borscht Belt of the northeast part of the United States and then just permeated. Stand-up comedy is an American-born art form. Right, I would also, I disagree and say that Mark Twain was the OG. Mark Twain was the OG, but that is just kind of twisting it and he was o- there was only one of him correct there wasn't a, a handful and it, invading know, coffee shops no and i and i liked i like that point i think that yeah i think colin mark twain the first stand-up comic to a certain extent it's a bit twisting the arm of the definition but yes right he went out and he read his stories aloud and most everyone was illiterate. Yeah. <laughs> and there were enough laughs in there that he was a stand-up, technically. And then he would open by telling some stories or stop reading, tell stories. Yeah, but that, but but like, I'm talking as a culture. Sure. There weren't a bunch of Mark Twains. Right, you're I'm right. I'm talking about right. like, you're in Raleigh, North Carolina, and you can go to the comedy club. Or Omaha, Nebraska, and you could go to the comedy club. Or anywhere. Right. Stand-up comedy is, a, is an actual entity. Right. You know? It didn't exist after World War II, and now we're going to come out of this, and it's like, sure, people are going to want to laugh, always. And you can use the argument. You'd be like, oh, now more than ever we need to laugh, right? But, like, we are just, we have just gotten so fucking rocked by COVID and the Trump administration that, I mean, (laughs) I just, like, can you... Can you uh, imagine uh, like what that first mic will be like? Someone tweeted and they said, "Thank God there are no open mics right now," and I couldn't agree because right now. But which that tweet is after anything national crazy happens, but nothing like this. Yeah. Here is where I'm going to disagree with you. I think we'll be fine. People will be psyched when the world is reopened; they can continually do this and whatever. It'll be like three, four months, and then it'll just go back to what we would normally see at comedy clubs, quote-unquote. Because, I mean, I was I was on Twitter all day yesterday watching and seeing some shit happen and then someone tweeting something fucking hilarious. Yeah. Or they would just, like, you know, the, the, the Gregs, that group chat that I'm in, like, that happened. Like, it was so goddamn f- crazy. There's also, so this gives me hope. Here, let's try this to... Uh, let's try this real quick because I got the new toy. Let's play with it and do this really quick here. All right. So I'm plugging this in. Check this out. Here we go. There's this. Go here and pull this here. Because then people are just making content. They're making cool shit throughout all of this bullshit. And they're trying. Here we go. 
And then you turn this up. And this gave me hope because I had at least 10, 15 people send me this. Oh, I heard that. I mean, come on. No, that's very funny. And by definition, comedy, if you if I, I'm pretty sure they could hear it. I could hear it in my headphones. And but it's the lady, who it? got, it, the, the lady who got uh, maced in the face uh, while storming well. the, the Capitol building laid over the Animaniacs thing. And that is funny. But that is that is to my point. Is that what comedy is now? You couldn't do that on stage. It's not a stand-up bit. I'm no. talking about stand-up comedy. As itself, I think stand-up, yeah, of course. People, I mean, this, of course, yeah, the memes and the, that kind of culture will always exist. That'll kind of permeate through everything. But no, I think, no, I've, no, I think stand-up will come back better than ever. I don't think that the, that it's going to be that, I don't think it's going to be as, as dystopian as you think. Yeah. Especially after, I mean, when, when Chappelle went on SNL, how it how it exploded and went everywhere. The fact that, that there was a group of people that got mad at Bill Burr while millions of other people applauded him and said yeah. it's one of the best monologues they'd ever seen. Yeah, man, I think we'll be okay. It's true. And it's just, here's the thing. You have to be good. When you go and you're going to go, if you're going to go say some shit, you better be airtight. You can drop, you can say, you can do pull the Chad Daniels, say something that's going to divide the room. But what's so great about him is he brings them all back together. Right. But see, that's, that's, and I'm, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Of course. Pulling people together. (sighs) Yeah. Both sides right now. You couldn't make, you couldn't make a joke to either side right now. People are just so hair triggered right now. To be so pissed off, and even if you make a joke on either side, you know what I'm saying? It's like if we went up there with our belief system, we would walk half the fucking room at Go Bananas. Sure. Because people aren't ready to laugh at it. It's not funny anymore. People are just so stuck up their own ass, whether they're on the left or whether they're on the right. Well, I mean, right now, I mean, shit. You remember when, you've heard the story, when Stan Hope was booked at Bananas on 9-11, and the next day, he was supposed to do shows of bananas, and he already had jokes about it. And yeah. he walked most of the room. Yeah. I mean that. I mean, you just also. So my point there is that you also will need time to heal. I think it's a great point. Thank you so much. Yeah. But no, I, like I, you know, <laughs> you people will need time to heal after this. Eventually, this will be hilarious. You just need some more time to heal. Yeah, that is true. Eventually. Hopefully. Pearl Harbor's a punchline. Vietnam's a punchline. 9-11's hilarious. Yeah. It's, you just, we'll just need some time. Right now, it's not great. Yeah, I know, but yeah, yeah, you're right. fucking less than 24 hours ago. I was on this couch. I was watching TV till four in the morning, watching representatives of the house speak and go back and forth and watching, watching a a guy scream about mail-in ballots in Pennsylvania and how they should have been banned during a pandemic and watching the mask that was on top of his nose slide all the way down and be completely under his chin was one of the funny, funniest fucking things I've seen all year. Yeah. Red in his face, screaming, being wrong, and just having the the one thing that's protecting him from an airborne pandemic just slide down his face. Fucking hilarious. But not funny yet. 
Yeah. 9-11 was 20 years ago. Pearl Harbor was 80 years ago. Right. So it'll be fine. It's just eventually... And also think about how many people did it. I don't even think it was over... It wasn't even... It was like, what, maybe 3,000 people? Yeah. It was a... a It's a small amount of... It's a tiny, tiny amount of of the country. Yeah. Oh, Uh, God. That rumbled over here on the opposite L of the couch. (laughs) Oh, man, I am so sorry. That farts vibrations turned a corner. (laughs) Dude, it was like a crazy slide at a water park. Hell, yeah. The tunnel slide, baby. Yeah, and I... It just went down the log flume. (laughs) I'm not even trying to be doom and gloom about it. I just... I'm also trying to pick you up a little bit. Have a hard time. I just have a hard time Mm -hmm. imagining what it'll look like. I don't think we're really going to know what it's going to look like because tensions have been so high because there isn't anything to do. There's nothing to do. There's nothing to do. Of course tensions are high. Yeah. I mean, in 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 late May, you have a guy. You have George Floyd murdered on camera, and the entire country. That's the first time ever that our entire every fifty state, everyone in every state in the United States had a protest going on. That's never happened before, because there's nothing. They can't do anything. So the, the of course the tensions are high, and everyone's just trapped trying to fucking beat this this thing so they go and take to the streets you have a group of people that believe that the democratic party have kids in cages and they fuck them under a pizza shop and they think the election was stolen by them so of course the tensions are high and they go to the they go and they storm the capitol building after their demigod told them to yeah and his assistant they went and did that i know so yeah, I mean it's 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 far worse than what when we when we compare the two whatever the protesting versus the riot and that's back to the division because it's like obviously but, like the Pizzagate scandal is inane. The kids in cages and all this that and the other. But the guy leading the charge yesterday was wearing a QAnon shirt. Yeah, oh There's yeah. There's the QAnon sure. shaman. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So of course, I mean that's so that's just it's just complete. It's completely different, but the same. Completely different, but the same. Which is horrible, but true. Think yeah. about it. Yeah. People, were, these people were fighting for racial injustice and change, peacefully marching, trying to change, trying to make a change. But then these people were sold a crock of bullshit and lies. That they get from Newsmax and OAN and march and then fucking raid the Capitol building to be heard. The only difference is, is they were white. They got led in and they actually broke shit. Yeah, I'm well aware. So, <laughs> yeah, you're not explaining anything to me. I'm not trying to be overly yeah. profound or be try to sound like you, you know, it's just I don't know if it's I don't know. I just don't know, man. How to even... I don't think it's going to be as bleak as you think it's going to be. Because this will... I think this honestly think... I honestly think this will make them have to come together and make the government... Make Congress, make Senate come together, be people, and actually get shit done. 
They have to now, right? You would like to think. You would like to think, I'm, and I'm being trying but, to be but, positive but, but, on but, that. But like, you would also like to think that seven months into a pandemic, where you know millions of people are being forced out of their home, that they would have liked that they would have come together and done something. Right, and that's because Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer were like, "We're not letting Trump get this one through," which that was some bullshit. That's rough. And that's that, extremely and rough. That, and that guy, I mean, it's evil. Right. And then here, this is kind of a hint of evil. Bef- the day before the elections in in Georgia, the runoff, how crazy was it that Biden went up and said, "If you vote these two people, two people in, you will we'll get, get two thousand dollars checks." That's bribery. Yeah. That's that's it's pretty, also gross. Yeah, but I mean, to his point, if you do vote those two people in, it flips the house. Right. Then you know it kind of takes the power away from old Mitch. Right. A little bit. And I mean, I see what he was saying, but like it does, it did feel grotesque. Right. It did kind of feel gross. Yeah. Yeah, man, it did. I, 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 I ain't got no answers. I don't either. You know what I do have? I do have a soundboard. The soundboard is nice. Soundboard is fun. And we're back. And we're fucking back. The soundboard is fun, man. Queef and Eagle and the Patriot. Dude, I like Queef and the Eagle. Queef and Eagle? Thank oh, you. Oh, Queef and Eagle. Queef and Eagle and the Patriot. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite thing to come out of all of this, my favorite, 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 aside from the Animaniacs, uh, someone posted a clip of OAN last night, and they posted uh, pictures, all the the... Senate and House um, headshots. They had them scrolling, and at the top it said "All the people against Trump," and it was like everyone who voted uh, against uh, the the like the the like throwing out the electoral college votes in in uh, Pennsylvania. And the background was a tombstone that said "Rest in Peace." Yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs> That's cartoonish. Yeah. It's like, well, you're done. You went after Trump. You, you rest in peace. <laughs> so funny. I know, man. So, I know. well, what are the odds you think it gets better? <laughs> <laughs> we do still have sports. We have a lot to talk about there. Yeah, for yeah, Major League Baseball has gotten shifted up, and uh, guys, you might already know this, but football, it's in full effect. Full effect. Many teams are already strutting their stuff, and obviously because it's the playoffs, uh, you might not be able to go to a game this year, but you can still be in all of the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and point totals to team player and coaching prop bets, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code Armchair, armchair. to take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Bet Online, they are your online sportsbook experts. Great read. You really killed it. Nailed it. I like that good little short Bet online read. It's great. Not the 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 scroll of Manscaped. Yeah, Manscaped with all these fucking talking points. They're like, don't read this, but riff about your pubes. Yeah, I don't want to really riff about this going. I don't really. 
I will only talk about my dick in joke form. Yeah, good riddance. I don't need to just straight up be 100% honest, 100% open, Charlie Rose-esque, talk about my pubes. No, man, I can do without the pubis. Don't need to be in Marin's garage opening up to you about my bush. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. I'm good. Exactly. Don't need to be in the Rogan, Rogan cave this hitting is a not, blunt. This is not Pete Holmes. I'm good. Should we just keep naming podcasts the rest of the time? Yeah, this is not Pete Holmes, Rogan, or Marin. <laughs> this is not Bill Barr. This, this is not Jackie and Lori. No, it's not. No, it's not. Wish it was. I like both of them a lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think Lori Kilmartin is so annoying. Yeah. She's a great stand-up, but she is so annoying. Uh, I didn't. I didn't get to meet her when she was here. I just... Liked her stuff on Conan, the fact that she's written for Conan for no, dude, she's a, she's a killer stand-up comic. Yeah, she fucking hated me because I was a boy. That sounds about right. Yeah, so we can't control what is being given to us. You know what? I'm gonna go get I'm gonna go get it taken care of just for her. That's it. There it is. That's all you can do, man. Fuck. Uh, but yeah, it has been it's a very intriguing day. With some, the ripple effects, we could kind of argue to see how it could affect the red legs. And by all means, this is a Reds podcast. It yeah, it is. It is one hundred percent a Reds podcast. It is a hundred percent a Reds podcast half the time. Yeah, half it's a Reds podcast when it Reds baseball seems non-trivial and relevant. Exactly. Which right now, January seventh. Going into when you listen to this January eighth, it honestly this is going to be a pleasant distraction. Yeah, it and, does. And the pleasant distraction is that it finally fucking happened. Francisco Lindor is a New York Met. He is no longer a Cleveland Spider. No longer is he a Cleveland baseball team. Yeah, er, er. It geeks me out so much that that dude is twenty seven. It feels like he's been. The best shortstop in the league for a decade. I know, and he's almost has been. Yeah, no, sh- no fucking shit. He's he's been in the league for what six years, seven years. Uh, I mean, was he like a puppy when he came in? It's not his fourth season. He's been shortstop for forty years. Yeah, no, no but um, I mean, I'll look it up because I I keep forgetting. Was it twenty? Because uh, before we turned the TV off, the, a graphic popped popped up, and the Indians have been. A really, really good team since 2016. Uh, yeah, a, a top-tier team. Yeah, like in 2017, they were fucking 42 games over 500. And that is the Lindor effect in large part. I mean, they've had killer pitching, but still. Debuted June 14, 2015. Really? It seems so much longer than that. Five seasons. Yeah. Going into the last year of arbitration. That is crazy. Five seasons. It doesn't. Yeah. It seems so much longer than that. But he is a Met. He is a Met along. A, oh God, I burped. Sorry. Old Sandy is up there making some goddamn moves. And Steve Cohen is letting it rain. Yeah, dude. And also, uh, he's Carlos, a billionaire. And Carlos Carrasco, also. Yeah, not a, a, a bad piece. Twenty nineteen comeback player of the year. Guy beat Cants. Guy beat. Ukima. Yeah. <laughs> God, I fucking love that John Doerr joke so much. A rare Japanese disease. <laughs> Do you remember that joke? John Doerr, no. He did it on Conan. He goes, uh, he's like, uh, 
you know, Obama's been president now for two, for, you know, for four years. And my little nephew came up to me. My four-year-old nephew looked at me and he went, Uncle John, will there ever be a president in my wife, a white president in my lifetime? And I looked at him and I had to say, no, Billy, you have leukemia. <laughs> or as he calls it, Ukima. <laughs> he's very cute. John Doerr rules. God, he's so fucking funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the the Mets right now, it, in order to you know try to compete with the, the Braves, the Braves, and I guess I mean the Marlins are no joke right now either. I mean the for Philly, some reason, and then the Phillies, the Phillies, <laughs> dude, the Braves are still the class. Yeah, they're You're the not. class of that division. And, dude, don't forget, the Nationals depended on starting pitching last year. They couldn't get their arms ready, and they still have a three-headed monster down there with Patrick Corbin, Strasburg, and, and Scherzer. Scherzer. And don't forget Juan Soto, who can't even legally drink. No, and they just got Josh Bell to play first base. Yeah, no, I mean, that's so don't, crazy that we just didn't even mention the Nats. Don't sleep. And they've got Corbin and Scherzer. Don't sleep and on Strasburg. anyone in that division. Yeah, no, that's that's the, the class of the league. And then you look out west. And you've got the Dodgers and the fucking Padres. Padres. Yeah, you have the Coast battling. I, literally, you can't sleep. This is the first time I've said this. I've always said the NL East is super overrated. This is the first time where it's not. No, not at all. I could say I could easily see the Phillies finishing in last. Yeah. Or if it doesn't fucking work and the Mets are the Mets, you could see the Mets finish in last. Yeah, you know. But that's cra- that's. That's them being the Mets. Yeah, that would be the mettiest thing of all time for them to bring in McCann, for them to bring in Lindor, for them to bring in Carrasco, and then already have plus DeGrom. another piece. Yeah, plus another piece, maybe. One hundred percent. They did. They said in the press conference today. Uh, Sandy said we are still looking into. Oh, plus I thought you were insinuating Bauer. Could be Bauer. So they're just looking for another piece altogether they're because like, they're already rocking fucking Degrom. Thor. Thor's out till mid-May. Okay, he had TJ. But, I mean, mid-May's nothing. Mid, absolutely. Considering we still don't have an official word if the season will start on time. Yeah, no shit. Plus Strowman. Yeah. Ooh. It's a good team. And Steven Matz is your five. So, because Webby hit us up in the group text and, to, you know, broke the Lindor news in that group. And... <laughs> I'd never in my wildest dreams did I think that we were going to trade for Lindor. But it was just a whisker, a little flicker of maybe. You just throw the farm at him and get him for a year. Because yep. I texted you just a hypothetical the other day. Would you rather have Lindor for one or Bauer for three? And I said Bauer for three. And I agreed with you. 100%. But that hypothetical can now be fully just laid to rest. It's just one less thing to get your hopes up about. You know what I'm saying? True. Just one less thing to get your hopes up about. So there's no Lindor. Lindor is not a red. He never will be. No. That's fine. Yeah, I can no, live in I'm that cool space. with that. Think about this. You have next season, not one, not two, not three, but four shortstops going into free agency in their age 28 season. Seeger. Yep. Story. Yep. And Lindor. Lindor. Forgetting one. Correa. Correa. Carlos. Think about that. So you've got you've wow. got those those four fucking dudes going into free agency next year. Let's say they do a thing with 
with uh like like the Dodgers did with Mookie, let him hang around, figure him out, then sign him to a crazy godlike number and extension. Right. All of those guys see this, and John Heyman said this, and I can't stop thinking about it. With him being traded to a team that needed a shortstop, yeah, that affects how much they could make next year, and it affects what the market will be for them throughout the season. I'm telling you now, Trevor Story doesn't want to stay in Colorado. No way. For this, they're going to be dog shit. Yeah. You think that? I mean, out there Sens- in the West with the Dodgers and the Padres. Yeah. You think that Senzatella and John and John Gray are going to be able to hold down that rotation? No. With Tapia playing center, and who's even playing second base for No him? idea. Right. No clue. The left side of that infield's dope with Arenado and Story. Man, if you're, if, you're, if you're a shortstop right now in the league, you are just like, boy, oh boy. Fuck. I am fucked. An elite-level shortstop. They even played it right. Like they, they were like, I got brought up young. I went through arbitration at the right time. I'm not even hit. I'm like entering peak years at my position like i will hit the market close to peak yeah this is perfect for me yeah and then you're like oh he's doing that too and he's he's doing he's doing that there's four of them all doing it all doing it yeah i mean it's not like all four of those guys and i don't think that story lindor um correa and seager are all like god tier bets number guys no but they are obviously they, the but top. they but they would be if there wasn't four of them right but it's it's, it's like it's the point that you just made like right. are, like the fact that there's four of them and those they, four aren't going to go out and collectively get 1 billion dollars but if you go but if you think about this the top 5 shortstops in the league four of them will be on the market yeah Number five is Xander Bogarts in in Boston. Yeah, that's bonkers. And they're one of the teams that would be able to pay those guys. Exactly. Yeah. So who's even left for them? One of them's a Yankee. One of them's yeah. a, currently a Dodger, so they can just offer Seager. Right. Stories. Stories a Yankee. Ooh. I mean, this is 2022 we're talking about, but still, or like 2021. Yeah. Well, shit. Yeah, you're right. 2022. Fuck me. Yeah, yeah. you're right. So I'm, I think Story's probably a Yankee. I could see that because I couldn't even name their shortstop right now. Glaber Torres. Yeah, I mean, you a can move stud, him to second, but like nowhere near those four dudes. No, he's on a short leash. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know how it all plays out. I bet you Seager stays right where he is. I wouldn't doubt that. Who wants to leave fucking Southern California and be on the best team in the league? He could move to his. He could move to Texas, and they've got the money. Yeah, he could be a. Yeah. For sure. Correa goes somewhere else or he goes to the Rangers. Right. And who knows what, you know, the Phillies, do you believe in Gene Segura or do you keep shelling out the money and go get you a shortstop? Right. Um, The Marlins aren't going to spend money anytime soon. No. The Braves have their shortstop. Tigers have money. Yeah, they do. And they they are rebuilding at the moment. They Their core is getting better, but they don't have enough chips on the table to... I mean, maybe that's one of the, the signings they could go and have them put them over the edge. Yeah. They're just waiting for Miguel Cabrera to just go out to pasture so they can free up a shit ton of money. Yeah, no shit. Angels have a stopgap at shortstop in Jose Iglesias this year. Yeah. They let Andrelton Simmons walk. Yeah, but I mean, they've got Trout, Pujols, crazy to think, Pujols is almost done. He's got this. He's got one more after this. Yeah, I think it's into 20, 22. 20, yeah. 
That's a that's huge for them. Yeah, because he left. He signed a ten year in two thousand twelve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I mean that that's a possible that's a possibility that one of those dudes could end up an angel. Yeah, but I mean it just depends. I love like the chess game of of baseball and really just contracts in general. Because if you're if the Angels are sitting there with this stopgap in old uh, Yesway Jose, yeah, they look to be one of the landing spots for one of these shortstops. Even with the money that they're freeing up from Pujols in 2022, does that affect them throwing a big old fat worm out there for Bauer? You know, because if if Bauer's looking for three to four years at thirty to thirty five a year, yeah. Then that really, that screws. It, that's brain. a hard fucking thing for them to pay, Bauer, Trout, Rendon, and bring in one of those mega shortstops. Yeah. So I'm. Um, that's what I was saying up top when we started talking about baseball. Is this Lindor move and just kind of the the shortstop trend moving forward in 2022? It has it has big effects on where Trevor's going to go. Right. I don't think Trevor's a Met. But if they if they're dangling out there that they're going to make one more move and they are just throwing money, it wouldn't surprise me. But no. pitching isn't the biggest pressing need that they have. If they brought in Bauer, then they're just absolutely filthy. They're gross. But if they brought in another huge bat, if they signed Springer, that's I think is the move. I think Springer's a Met. I do and too. then they're still filthy. They're still gross. Yeah, it's not like they need to bring in Bauer to, like, shore up their pitching staff. Their pitching staff is fucking insane. It's gross. So, and then when we talk about what we were just talking about with the Angels at shortstop, do they give Bauer the money this year and tie him up until 2024, 2025? Where does Trevor Bauer fucking go, dude? Luba and Bauer have got to be sitting here thinking, what the fuck? Where am I going to play in two months? Literally, dude, pitchers and catchers report in, like, five weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Holy shit. You know, where is Trevor going to go? You know what I want to see? I want to see that heel turn. I want to see him do the one year, which he doesn't want to right now. He's looking for three to four. I get that. Yeah. But I'm saying in a fun scenario, if I'm him and this slides across my desk, one year, $37.5 million, you are going to be the three starter. In Houston. That would be so crazy for baseball. That would make baseball. So they go Verlander, Greenkey, Bauer. Would Bauer not be above Greenkey? That'd be a. It's just in spring training, see where they all come out. Right. Well, you got to think about it. I mean, he pitched well in the playoffs. This is a guy who was pointing one, two, three, or four at his catcher and just hurling. Could you imagine? And striking bros out. Wow. Bauer to the Astros. That would be a story. So we got to think about that. And he also, here's where... They could pay him. Here's a realistic realistic option. Here's something that is definitely real. He's already visited with with them this week. It's already... The talks have already happened. White Sox. Blue Jays. Blue Jays. They're looking to spend money. They have a lot of money to spend and a great young core. Yeah. They do have a really nice little team. Yeah. Guerrero. Bichette, Lil Biggio, Lords Goriel and left. Yeah. Gritchick and center. Uh, who the fuck is their DH? 
But I mean, overall, you get people get the point. We don't need to fucking peacock that we know the Blue Jays roster right now. Right. But it, it's just that it, they're just missing another piece. They yeah. are Robbie Ray's their five. Hai Jin Ryu is their one. Yeah. But if Bauer immediately goes, it goes Bauer Ryu. Yeah. They shifted last year. They traded off and tried to get it. They tried to flip their fucking rotation last year. Yeah. So, man, I think that's where he ends up at this point. The money will be right there. Toronto. Toronto. That would make me happy. Just get him as far away from the Reds as possible. Have him pitch against the Yankees? Yeah. That'd How be, fun would that be to watch? That'd be dope. Watch I, him. I would like that. Watch him make Giancarlo Stanton yeah, whiff. Just spin Judge around. Oh, God. Yeah, that'd be good baseball. It'd be great for baseball. That would be my happiest landing place that would hurt the least. Toronto. Because I like that young team, man. Vlad Jr., Bichette Jr. I like those guys. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, that's a a fun team. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the reasons I'll have MLB.TV is to watch the Blue Jays. And it makes the Blue Jays just so incredibly relevant. Because, like, to the the passive fan, you remember Craig Biggio. You remember Vladimir Guerrero. Dante Bichette, a bit of a deep cut. But the... Legacy is, quote-unquote, sexy. Yeah. You know, and then you bring in Bauer on Twitter and on his vlog and on YouTube and everything. Like, that's a young, hip team going against the Yankees. In a fucking ballpark in a city that loves their Blue Jays. Yeah, and they'd fill it the fuck up. Yeah, that'd be a cool one. That'd be really fucking cool. Yeah, I, that would be that would be a cool one. That would be the less stingy. It'd be awesome if Montreal had baseball again, and then he signed there, because their fan base is fucking wild. That would be sick. It'd be tight. But yeah, I think that's where it, that's where that happens, and especially when you look at with the Reds, and if, say, you go after what we talked about with uh, Marcus Simeon or an Andralton Simmons getting signed. Something happened? No, yeah, I'm looking up, uh, I can't remember the name of the guy that we signed. I was just going to pull it up. Oh, out. yeah, I talked to Jake about him. Yeah, a little Cincinnati, or Ohio native. And he's the, he fits the mold. Yeah, it's it's kind spin of exactly r- what we've been bringing in to put with our staff. High spin rate, high high uh, fastball velocity. What is this dude's name? He was dominant in the minors, and he was, and he just he couldn't cut it. He hasn't cut it yet in the majors. Another Bodie project, you know. Haven't found it yet, but you know who I'm talking about. I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh yeah, uh, d- just kind of out of nowhere, um, Kirk Asali. One Giants. year, one and a half mil out there in San Francisco. Good for him. One and a half million dollars for Casali. Which is crazy because now, think about it. They've got Posey, Bart, Casali. Yeah, that's, a, that's three catchers pretty on the solid. Because Posey is not going to be a catcher for much longer. No, but he also, here's the thing too, he opted out last year. Yeah. Oh, he's got some fresher knees. He's got fresher knees and on top of... Do you th- can you bet? I mean, to quote Bill Belichick, just because they opted out last year doesn't mean they'll come back next year if things really haven't changed. Right. You can't depend on that. And I think that was an insurance move for the Giants. Yeah. So you have a Bart one that's and a, a Casali really, that's two. That's a good point. Yeah. So you don't know. He's got two high risk kids. So was that his rationale? What is what's wrong with his kids? Uh, Downson. Not a joke. I think it is like Down syndrome. Really? Yeah. Um, 
you can't just Google like Buster Posey's kids Down syndrome <laughs> with a question mark. <laughs> you could just Google that; it would definitely pop up. Uh, kids, cancer. Oh no, that's his fund. That's his children's fund. He's got him a kid cancer fund. He, yeah, I guess, yeah, you gotta get, 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 you gotta get. He's got a fund. So that kids get cancer. Yeah, he's trying to perpetuate cancer Cancer. in children. So that way they can meet him. That's how he makes fans. That's it. He loves giving autographs to dying children. Oh, God. That's how he gets on. Smart move, honestly. Great move. Uh, Yeah, here we go. Posey and his wife, who already have an eight-year-old, who already have eight-year-old twins, adopted two six-day-year-old twin girls who were prematurely born at 32 weeks. What a guy. And so he was like, I'm opting out. If you got all the money in the world, just go out there and bring in a bunch of kids and take care of them. Yeah, man. Start a compound. Yeah, no shit, dude. That's awesome. Good good on you. But, but so who, I mean, maybe they're over it. They're fine. You know, you grow out of it. But Kasali finds a home. Good on him. Right. So that's awesome. With your, with, with the boy. Yeah, dude. He's going to be th- catching balls from old T. Got Passat. He's out in San Francisco right now working out. Good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Um, who is going to play shortstop for the Reds? Because after all, we are the new Nasty Boys. I want Simeon. I want Marcus Simeon too, man. I did a little dive the other day when I texted you that hypothetical. Right. Um, I want Marcus Simeon. I want Simeon in that ballpark. I like. I just. He. I just kind of like who he is. Not that I don't like DD. DD is a. Solid glove, slick glove, left-handed bat, little bit of pop. Simeon, he had a down 2020, but let's just wash 2020 off of it. Right. 2019, dude finished third in MVP voting. Yeah. He had 33 dingers in that fucking cavern of a park. Yeah, and he went from a guy whose defense was weak to becoming a gold glover. Won the gold glove. Who stuck around because of his bat and then found a way to make both those two tools better. Yeah, I know. And I don't know if Oakland is going to be, can like, afford? What do you think? No, I don't think they want to pay him. I don't think they want to pay him, but I I did find out he's he's from Oakland. Oh, okay. You know, so there is that maybe hometown discount, especially in a discounted offseason anyway. But what he what did we what did I say he made last year? He 12? made one year fourteen. Fuck. One year fourteen down season mm-hmm. going into this season where everybody is already taking a pay cut. You can't do two you would have to do two twenty five, two twenty six. Here's the thing. We save fourteen, fifteen million dollars with the non tendering. Yeah. And the and the Rizal move, so you have fifteen to play with. You don't go one fifteen. That no. seems absurd. I no. If you could talk, you don't do two... one, you don't do one fifteen for Simeon. As much of a stud as he is, do you do two twenty? <sighs> do I haggle it down? Do I have to go down for two years? Twenty million dollars. Yeah, that's ten a year. Yeah. Which is still a pay cut, but it's a multi-year deal. Yeah. You could almost talk him down. I'm like being quiet because I'm like getting into heckle mode. Yeah, being contemplative. If you could get him down to 217, because then it guarantees another year, or you do a one year with a club option, or you do a one one year with a player option. 
kind of like Castellanos. Yeah. Actually, you w- if you're a player, you don't want to do a player option or a club option. You don't want to do any options. Just with the uncertainty of everything? And the fact that you have four premium shortstops hitting the, the next open year. Mo- next year. This is your year to do it. So you that is a bargaining chip for, you know, the Reds. For the Reds. It's like, yo, next year who's gonna sign you, bro? No, you're you aren't Here's even two years, twenty million dollars. Yeah. For Marcus Simeon. I would I would I would be pretty geeked over that. And then let Jose Garcia maturate. Yeah. Give him there's no pressure for him. He's just in the minors getting ready. Yeah. And if he's out playing Outplaying the boys, and he gets to come up. He gets to come up, and yeah. then you fucking split the time. And then you can DH Simeon or some shit. Fine, figure it out. Put him at second. Put Moose at third or at first. Yeah. you have enough fucking tools to play. Right, with. right. But that's we're talking about an extreme hypothetical. They brought him up because they just said fuck it at sixty games. Let's figure out what the kids got. Because Freddie Galvis over here looks like a tree stump covered in moss yeah. and plays like it. No doubt. No doubt. And I, I like that move. I like that yeah. we brought him up last year. There's just no way you can go into the 2021 season and not have a shortstop that is better than Freddie Galvis. We have declined. Our 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 expectations have sharply declined. Yeah, no shit. Lindor. Lindor Francisco Lindor. Se- go trade for Seager. Go trade for Correa, too. Honestly, mid-tier shortstop free agent for one or two years is fine. Yeah. I just don't want to overpay DD, bringing him back home, all that shit. Like, I don't know. I I, I can just see that being. Do you know a who trap. we? I I don't. Do you know off the top of your head who we got when we traded him to Arizona? You bet your ass I do. Is it Micah Owings? Who was it? Matt Latos. Oh yeah, Latos. It's part of the Latos deal. Yeah, worth it for a season and a half. Love it. Kinda. Totally worth it. Yeah. We got to the playoffs. It wasn't his fucking fault. He did his job. Yeah. Ah oh, man, I I just yeah I don't I don't hate any of them at this point. I'm, the only one that I wouldn't be geeked on is Andrelton Simmons because he was hurt last year and yeah. he has an injury history. And then your depth isn't there to carry you. Yeah. Then you call up. Then you have to stick in Jose Garcia or have Kyle Farmer at short, and that's a problem. That is a huge problem. Unless you also go out and you sign a Kiki Hernandez to a one three five, which I don't know if the Reds go and do. But imagine that, like that's a guy who plays second, short. Left, I would like, right, I center. would like, whoever we bring in at shortstop. I would like it to be a two-year deal, instead yep. of just the one year, and then just have to push in all of your chips and like actually make that bet on Jose Garcia in twenty-two. Correct. I'm one hundred percent with you. You know, I, I, whoever it is, let's get sign him for two years if at all possible. Right. I'm 100% behind you on that. Not three, not one, two. Two years, shortstop. I'm fine with that. I can live in that. I can live with that. Yeah. And you you can't, there's just no way that the guys that you brought in 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 the 2019-2020 offseason will be as bad as they were in 2021. No way. There's no way. Well, Moose, it was freak. Castellanos, we we get it. He was super hot hot for a minute. And cooled off. Which leads you to believe that he would have gotten hot again in 162, yada, 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 2020's a wash. Correct. 2020's a fucking wash. I just don't, I just don't, I just don't buy that, that they will not hit better. Yeah. There's just no, if, I would, I, I, I don't want to be disappointed, but there's no way they're going to hit 212 again. No. No. 
No, because you also got rid of... No, of course. And you'll have Moose healthy. And I, he is normally a durable guy. Yeah. And you, you are upgrading at shortstop. I mean, anything that isn't Freddie Galvez is a massive upgrade. Yeah. Anything that isn't Predator on CBD <laughs> is better than, than what else you could throw out there. Yeah. It sucks that the uh, that oh, the guy the Korean guy signed with the Padres. Yeah, what a deal! Four years, twenty four. That would have been nice. No shit. Oh well, but now here's what we have to work with, and I'm fine with that. And if you bring that guy in for four twenty four, is your expectation after that is that you would shift him over to second? Yeah, I know. What's the move there? What would be the move? No, no. Kim would have been fun. It would have been cool, but still a risk. And, yeah, just not the move. I want a sure thing. I, I get it. They're 31 or 32 or 30. But you're only asking two years out of them. Right. You're not signing them to a fucking five-year deal. So I, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that now, knowing that the rest of the division isn't going for it. Especially. Especially that. Especially that. I mean, with the NL Central, is just sending it down the fucking river man and the cubs aren't done dude they're try they're shopping chris bryant fucking hard right now they all and they should they should be but this is also a bad time to do that after an abysmal abysmal 2019 very bad yeah he doesn't have much of a value yeah not a great no abysmal 2020 not so great 2019 yeah no <sighs> see i don't know there either like i i if i'm the cubs you're you are you are fucked yeah, the Cubs, their, their window is a peephole right now. Window, window slant. You know when, like, you have... Well, like, that's what they called it when they're trading off Darvish and they're sharpen all, shopping off all these other guys. That's what, the, that's what you know, Chicago media was saying, is that they were just trying to extend their window. But that window is locked. It's shut and locked. Do you, did you, you grew up with a, as a kid, you remember those screens that were like wood on the end and you pulled them? Oh, yeah. And you slammed them in? You remember when they would like bend a shit ton yeah. and you <laughs> still put it in like, man, I, I just got to have something? Yeah. And it would be halfway down and you would just watch it slowly crack in the middle on those two inside metal. I know exactly what you're talking about. Metal plate panels. That's what the Cubs are dealing with yeah, right now. Yeah, that's their window. That's their window. And it is going to snap and slam. I think so, man. So you can't, you just can't, I'm not betting on them, even though a lot of national writers are betting on them still. I understand that Anthony Rizzo is still there. I understand that Javier Baez is still there. And I totally get that Nico Horner could be a big thing. And I get that you still have Chris Bryan at third for now. And you have Bodie, and you ha who's playing center now? You have Hayward and Wright. Yeah. But you have the worst contract in baseball. Easily. But people will say, well, but he had the hit in the 2016 World Series that clinched. I get it. Cool. Is it worth $18 million? Yeah. Is it worth a hundred and some odd million dollars over yeah. six fucking years? Yeah. No. Mm -mm. So I'm not afraid of him. And you still have Craig Kimbrell closing out games. That guy can't, that guy can't shut a door leaving his apartment. No shit. So. God, that guy couldn't even close a jar of peanut butter. <laughs> no fucking Hit way. It. Hit it. Oh. Craig Campbell couldn't close a jar of peanut butter. I was thinking that. Oh, yeah. There oh, it is. There it is. Yeah, you really forgot about that one. Totally forgot. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, my vote, if I had one, Simeon, 
two years, 20 mil. Yeah. And if not that, Gregorius, what did he get last year? I think it was the same. A one-year 14? One-year 14. They were both on one-year 14s. Right. So I think either of them, with the market of shortstop going, you know, going to be what it is in 22, I think I think you try to bring in one of those guys for two years, $20 million, and I think it's totally feasible. Art Warren. Art Warren. There he is. Ohio native. There you go. High spin rate. Throws the ball hard. He whips it. He snaps it. Whips it. Next week, let's uh, let's talk about relievers because I think the market's going to stay the same and see what the Reds continue to pick because there are still a shit ton out there. Minus old Stanny boy. Old Stanny boy. I couldn't believe how cheap he was. Yeah, 1.1 to the Astros. And that's what they've been picking up is the small guys. And you've only seen uh, what's-his-dick go to the Mets. Um High paid relievers like two years, fourteen five. Oh yeah, uh, I um, no, I don't know. And I'm is, looking is, it is up Brad right Hand now. still he's still available? He's still just chilling on his couch. Yeah. Who did go to the Mets? I'm looking it up right now. Mets twenty twenty one. Come here, baby. Uh Current roster. Pitchers. Here we go. There we go. Pitchers. 40-man roster. Pitchers. Jacob. I always forget Bell and Batances signed there. That's... Fuck. Who did the mates... Oh, it's uh, not Trevor Hindelberger. That was pretty early on. It was uh, Trevor May. Ah, that's it. Two-year 15. That's it. That's who we were thinking of. That's a lot of fucking money. Yeah, but there's still a lot out there. In this economy. In this fucking economy. (laughs) How fun. That's going to be great. So, fuck yeah. Uh, New equipment, new year, new us, huh? New year, baby. New New us. New us. New nasty boys. That's right. (laughs) Mm. So, thank you to Armchair Media. For being our podcast dads. Thank you to Bet Online for being our premier online betting sponsor. And thank you for listening. We appreciate it so much. And as always, go Red Legs! And stay nasty. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships... The ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery.